Before we continue, one of the ways we keep all of our content for you, the listener, free of charge is our amazing sponsors, and today, Anchor is one of those sponsors. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free, there's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcasts right from your phone or computer. Anchor is going to distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and everywhere podcasts are listened to, and you can even make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. What's up? This is Bam Erickson with AfterBuzz TV for Power Season 4 finale titled You Can't Fix This. Oh, we got so much to talk about. DJ, drop it. The destination for TV superfan discussion, AfterBuzz TV. And now, let the buzz begin. Okay. Can't move the gang yet? Okay. Hey. Okay, we on track right now. Hey. Hey. We back, and we back, and we're about yeah. to leave. <laughs> All right. We're back for the last yeah. time yeah, this like season. Just got here. What's up, I everybody? Did. This is Bam Erickson, and you can find me on our social media at Bam Erickson. That's the clean version. That's why. Oh. Uh, Jimmy V, Twitter, Instagram, at Be Your Own Dad. Jill Monroe, you can follow me everywhere at Stiletto Jill. Hey guys, I am Robin Ayers. You can follow me on all of my social media platforms at Robin Ayers. We have got a special guest in the building with us. Oh my goodness, so excited to talk about this episode because she co-wrote it. Welcome, yes. Monica Mitchell, yes. to the show. Thank you for coming. Thank you. Thank you. Before we start, Monica, thank you for uh, joining us. I just would like to say on behalf of all of us, we want to thank you guys all for either watching us or mm-hmm. listening to us, rocking with us um, this season and the current seasons. Um, there's been so many people who we've all corresponded with, I mean, literally all over the world, and yeah. we just want to thank you. We also want to thank all of our guests that we've had for the season. We've had Alexander Povich, who's played Pitar. We've had Vladimir Sweko, who's one of the... Um, uh, Writers. Writers, the producers. Yeah. David Fermero, who plays my favorite character, Mike Sandoval. Shane Johnson, who plays Cooper Sachs. <laughs> J.R. Ramirez, rest in peace, Julio. Julio. Uh, Shana Stein, <laughs> Matt Cedeno, or William Sandler, and Brandon Victor Dixon. So just want to thank everyone who's yeah. been in the studio. And especially, we want to thank you, uh, Monica, because... So, originally, Monica... And Courtney was supposed to join us. But when the episode, uh, when the finale got pushed back, um, we almost weren't sure if we were going to have any guests. (laughs) And so we want to thank you for coming um, and, you know, through all that craziness and still coming. On your holiday. Thank you. Monica came through to save us. So thank you. Well, I'm here. Let's hold all of our. We'll find out, right? (laughs) And so, as I said before, Courtney... uh, And Monica was supposed to show up, but Courtney was not able to make it. So we have some questions that we asked Courtney, and we are going to go over some of these questions before we do the recap. So one of the questions was, Curtis Jackson has been very vocal about stars rejecting power to have 13 episodes. The pace appeared to increase uh, drastically in the finale, as with episode six. So was this because of stars rejecting the additional episodes, and why aren't there more episodes per season? (laughs) We (laughs) would like that. That is a major question people want to know. So Courtney says, she says, 
She says, uh, there was no pace increase. They rejected the new episodes before we broke the season. It was going to, uh, it was going to be 12, uh, 12 episodes, not 13. Mm -hmm. And it was that, that episode full six was going to be two episodes. Tommy going to Chicago, mm. Ghost to Kane and Jukebox, the kidnapping story. So there would have been basically 405 when Ghost gets out. And then 406A, Tommy goes to Chicago, one story. 406B, Angela, Tasha, Lakeisha, normal story. 406C, Ghost, Kane, and Tariq, Jukebox. But all three episodes have been concurrent, uh, taking place at the same story time. Mm-hmm. Um, 409 and 410 were originally as planned. I asked, is season five going to be the final season? I predicted da, da, that. Da. And Courtney said, I would have liked things to play out that way. So I was right. <laughs> but I actually like that answer. So but she that says said, there's yeah. more to come. But yeah. she says, I don't think so. Yeah. So uh, we're going to go past. Oh, we could yeah. go a little longer. Yeah. So we'll maybe be here next off. two seasons, maybe? Yeah. <laughs> maybe a spinoff. Uh, another question, <laughs> Rashad, Tate was intru- uh, Rashad Tate, played by Lorenz Tate, was introduced to us as a positive black man wanting to help his community, and now he's doing side deals with two-bit hustlers and a pastor? Mm. What is he up to? What's his angle? She says he's both. He was never one or the other. As a politician, politicians are never clean, even in their pursuit of a positive goal. That's the truth. That Thank the you for best. that, Courtney. That's definitely yes. true. Politics are very confusing. So, let me continue on here um has power evolved way past what you initially had in mind courtney said in terms of viewership certainly but in terms of story no we are still within the five season run that i originally had in mind Mm -hmm. any new additional characters to look for in season five that you can share she said nah (laughs) <laughs> that doesn't mean there won't be new characters. That's that means right. nothing that she is willing to share. At the moment. Right. Well, because she, moment, she right. actually did yeah. speak on that and say that there were going to be more characters that I Introduced, think that she was going to yeah. be brought on, but mm-hmm. I think that none that she's willing to share right now mm-hmm. or even knows about right now. Probably right. knows about it, just not doesn't want to share, which is fine. And then uh, this is actually a question I'd love to get your um, opinion on as well. Is the leak going to have an effect on how the production of season five will go? Courtney said no. What was your thoughts on the leak, and did it have any effect? Well, we were all really disappointed in the writer's room to find out about it. It's so, um, you know, we work so hard, and we're so specific about the story that we craft and, like, the way that we plan for you people to see it. We know that it comes out at midnight on the night of the show, and then we also want people to watch it at 9 o'clock in their time zones. And so um, we, we tell our story in a way that lets you experience it over the course of a few weeks. So when it all comes out online, not only is it disappointing that you saw it not in the way that we intended it, but also that it's getting spoiled for other people that don't want it to be and that you um, sometimes things get posted that are out of context and so you don't actually get the full effect of the story as it was written and so that was really disappointing we had some conversation in the writers room about it and you know a couple people thought that you know it could be good it worked out for Game of Thrones when it happened (coughs) the ratings kind of skyrocketed even more after that so we did have the benefit of a ratings boost after it so Mm -hmm. that's a little bit of a silver lining but it's not the way we would intend to do it of course we hope it doesn't happen Mm -hmm. again yeah definitely so um, I had a question for Courtney and I also will throw it to you Monica um, I kind of wondered why Power hasn't been nominated for an Emmy and how you feel about that because it's nowhere. It's not the cast. It's not production, direction. Um, Courtney said, how do we feel? So <laughs> I'll force my oh. thoughts, but, but uh, I you, mean, we have a lot to add to that. But first, um, Monica, how do you feel about it? 
where do you stand in the process? You know, you got to be in acceptance. It's not our job to to win awards. It's our job to show up and write a television show, and our our audience really seems to like it. So that's that that's really fulfilling and exciting for us. Is it disappointing? Of course. Like you always want to be acknowledged for your work, but um, that's not what we show up to do every day. And you know, we get to we get to interact with the fans. We get to be on Twitter and on social media, and so mm-hmm. everyone, you know, we get to feel an experience that they're having, even if places like the Television Academy or you know, whoever aren't acknowledging it. You yeah, say, oh. I'm sorry. And you also get that sort of gratification from the viewers saying that this is the best show that's on TV, or and then I've also heard some people are saying that this is the best show that they've ever, you know, witnessed, witnessed, watched. You know, um, yeah. so that's sort of. It's I mean, really, I'm yeah. I'm it's sure it's not that sort of acknowledgement as far as, like, you know, the Emmy is concerned, but definitely you get that love from uh, the viewers as well, right? Yeah, and, you know, the reason I got into TV was because it was an important medium to me growing up, and mm-hmm. I, you know, yeah. I related to the character, so that's the thing that, you know, a lot of us hope to be providing for other people. So if we get that, the hardware is not as important. What, yeah, uh, what character would you say you relate to most? Um, I really understand Angela, you know, as a career woman and as someone who's really trying to do good, but also has has pulls in her life that are pulling her in opposite directions. I think I can really relate to that. Mm-hmm. Um, and also, frankly, I really got the Raina character a lot. I had, yeah. you know, no, I just, rest in peace. Can I, got, I, like, <laughs> can I say something? I've been itching. I was not here uh, for right. episode nine, okay. but I said Raina was going to die. Yeah, I was like, no, nah, damn, I've seen Raina going to die. I told you, I told you, you I Bam was right. I said yes. Raina was going to die. So let's make this clear. Bam, you are fishing for a lot of compliments already. <laughs> She's been right, and yes, you you are right about that. But bam, I think we also agreed with you that Raina was going, it was like doomsday for her. Something because was yeah. looking bad. Yeah, yeah. So, but yes, yes, if that's what you would like, bam, you are absolutely correct. You were right. You, you called it juice. first. Thank you. You, you got called it juice. first. Now, can Petty Pablo answer the question about the... Please. Uh, okay, yeah. so you said it's not the, the cast's job to, to deal with that. I think it's Star's job. And I don't. I didn't see any. Um, I didn't see any consideration posters or flyers that I feel stars could have done. Yes. for survivors' right. remorse, though, I believe. NAACP Image Awards. Okay, that but was I feel okay. like I feel like the network should have pushed. Um, there's been a lot of talk with um, with n- n- lack of promotion and that the fans are, are, are what really makes a show. And I just felt like stars. At least you had Tommy. You had um, you had Tasha. Um, who could have done supporting? You had um, for guest roles. You had the the Lobos character. I mean, there's a lot of categories that I felt could have been in the mix with some of the, the nominees. So, so you're uh-huh. saying uh, due to a lack of promotion on Star's part? Correct. Promotion as in what? Meaning, so well, they send out buy ads, yeah. send out um, buy into the process to get for so, your consideration, so that it. it gets in the eyes. So and that's the hands specifically of the Academy yeah. members. Yes. And okay. I'm saying that I didn't see any of the um, into considerations for best show, for supporting actor, guest role. I didn't. I didn't see any. Now I'm. I'm not. Not it, even I'm one. Not, they didn't do a. If they did do a push, it was very small. I didn't see any, yeah. so that's I all I'm saying. They did, yeah, we have not had any strong for yeah. your consideration promotional campaigns. Yeah. so mm-hmm. we would love okay. to have it. Very I mean, interesting. Yeah. I'm sorry. Petty sorry, that's okay. Done. No, because <laughs> I think it's a very real question. Um, so, Bam, or someone asked the question of Courtney about the character of Tamika and how she resembles Courtney, and is there any relation? And she said, I don't see that at all, no. And Quincy and she went to college together a million years ago, but she is no relation. Tamika is the new lawyer who um, mm-hmm. who, okay. who got, who, who Angela Angela's convinced boss. to get, yeah. Okay. So you right, think that okay, she okay. physically uh, resembles? I've heard, yeah, I've heard some people say that they, they, hmm. they favor. 
Interesting. Okay. Interesting. Okay. okay, so the next question. Twice now, Ghost has killed two people, Lobos and Uriel, preemptively before Tommy gives the okay. Will this be something that Tommy remembers and will bother him? Or is it just how things go? So Courtney's response is, I don't think Tommy's really thinking about that. Do you think that a dynamic of who's in charge or who a, a power dynamic will sort of develop between Tommy, Ghost, and Kanan now that they have this tr- um, triad going? Great question. It's a great question. And I think that um, it's inevitable that something is going to shift in their relationships because their history, when the last time the three of them were working together, Kanan was the top dog and that has not been the case for a number of years. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think that there's there's going to be some sort of power struggle and keeping in mind that they all have the same goal right now, but they don't necessarily have the same goals in their right. other stories. Um, it's going to cause conflict. Hmm. Yeah. You you sort of answer. You, you, I'm sorry. Yeah, I know. <laughs> no, I no, no, ahead. no. Okay. That's okay because because we were talking about uh, <laughs> who's going to be that that head person in charge and uh, you know head alpha in charge. I right. like that. I like that. Yeah. Um, but that makes sense. And I was thinking that exactly once they all you know complete whatever mission that they're on together, then you, it's sort of like, you know, when families fight, right? When, you you know, you guys are all going to go get the bully who's down the street. And then once you get the bully, then it's Everyone's like, you didn't do the dishes. Yeah. You know, I mean, you got some sort of, you know, conflict. You were supposed to jump in and hit him first. Why'd you let him get that swing yeah. off? Yeah. yeah. And so like, is that how it's going to happen? Um, Courtney says they're going to have to work that out themselves. And I see that kind of I like brothers, that, yeah. like, you know, um, you know, I guess that's, We'll have to see. But uh, writer, do tell. Is there something? (laughs) I'm I'm not going to give away anything from season five in that regard. But I'll tell you that we were thinking about it consciously when we put the three men in the Mustang at the end of the episode. It's symbolic that Tommy is driving the car. You know, in the history of their relationship, he was not the person in charge. And so... Wow. Uh, you know, That's good. We've got Kanan I in the skipped backseat, right so, over that, yeah. So, mm-hmm. yeah, something to think about. We we definitely did that intentionally. Mm-hmm. Which, too, I can't get my mind off the end of that scene where the angle of the camera goes down towards the car. I don't the know tracker. what that is. Is it you a tracker, remember? a bomb? Yes, because it's yeah. been there since the early part of the season. We just kind of moved away from it. I figured it was a little breadcrumb mm-hmm. because it's going to be relevant later. Exactly. Yeah. And it is some, it's a question that we'll discuss yeah, and and to that, please remind me to talk about this, but I want to pose this question to you. Are the directors also in the writer's room with you at the table reads? Is everyone there so that everyone can see the direction in which you're going to go for that particular episode? Sure. So the directors are not in the writer's room with us unless okay. um, uh, the director happens to be a writer that's on staff. They are not. Um, mm. So what happens is we publish a script, and that's the first time the director sees it, and then uh, over in New York in production, they have a bunch of meetings, production meetings and concept meetings, and there's a specifically a tone meeting that Courtney has with the director and the other department heads, and so everyone is clear on what her tone for each scene is and what the writer's oh, wow. tone is. Yeah. So that's when the director really gets the all of our intention as the writing team in their you know in their information and the way they plan their scenes going forward, and then they come on and bring their you know, perspective on it. I love how in-depth everything is that we don't know about, yeah. and then mm-hmm. it all comes out, you know, in each episode, because we always talk about how, with power, uh, there's a lot of foreshadowing and just different things that you see. If you're paying attention to it, you'll see it at some point down the line, which is one of those things that I'm sure we'll talk about with that tracker. Mm-hmm. Um, another question that that we asked, but a lot of the people are asking, where is Debbie Morgan, and will she return? And Courtney says, I hope so. We wanted her back, but we couldn't make it work last season, so I understand that would schedules and Debbie Morgan is Debbie Morgan and everything so I know she's got a lot going on but um, we wanted to see her back right mm-hmm, a lot of did. people yeah a lot of people uh, have been asking about where is mom mm-hmm. right ever and the baby that, yeah. ever since that didn't she slap Tasha or did she not she, no, did. she did yeah ever since that real yeah 
interesting scene. Uh, <laughs> but um, lastly, the very last question that we had for Courtney. Now that Jimenez has sides with Dre, that means Tommy and Ghost can't trust him. So will will season five be an all-out war between all? There's no more negotiating with them? And she says, I can't answer that one. Well, listen, of course, he's not answering But what about Monica, though? (laughs) (laughs) Listen, I like my job. I enjoy what I do. You know what? You should have saved uh, Courtney's response. You you go, okay, well, Courtney (laughs) says she can't talk about it. No, I'm playing with you. (laughs) Well, thank thank you, Courtney. Thank you, Courtney. We appreciate you. Okay, so the (sighs) episode opens. Tariq is being questioned by Detective Leary. So you ran outside after you heard the gunshot. Tariq says, yes. (laughs) Did you see anyone when you came out beside your sister? He shakes his head. He says, no. Can you think of anyone that would want to hurt you or your family? He shakes his head again. No. Everybody liked Raina. She was a good person. Have you been threatened by anybody that seems dangerous or suspicious before or um, before or after uh, your father's court case? Ghost intercepts and he says, no, detective. He hasn't been a threat, okay? We've been through a lot in our family. And he's told you everything. Then... There's more questioning, and then Tariq has a breaking point. When he asks, um, he mentions, uh, remember seeing any, uh, any boots? He says that, we're almost done. We found one set of prints that deviated from the others, a man's ten-and-a-half boot. Ghost, di- Ghost looks directly at, at Tariq. Then Tasha looks at Tariq with a, cheek, uh, with a tear running down her cheek. And so now Tariq is about to lie. So now we see those crocodile tear, tears, tears. And he says, I told you, I didn't see anything. Don't you think I would have said something if I did? Don't you uh, think that I want to catch him? So then Leary backs down. And are you surprised that Tariq lied again? No. Not surprised. Do you think? Oh, go ahead. Well, for me, I wasn't surprised because if he would have opened up, you would have had to reveal a lot more about himself in the process. Mm -hmm. So I just feel as though it wasn't he wasn't going to say anything at that point in time. He was going to figure out his next move because Tariq's in the life now. Mm -hmm. So so then when they're in the car. And before Tariq gets out, Tasha questions him again and says, if there is any, like, we're in some deep shit. Like, Mm -hmm. is there anything that you can tell us so that we can help you? He lies again. Yeah. Right. And I was a little surprised that that one, just as, um, I'm trying to relate this to real life, okay? If you're in a situation where you're overwhelmed, (laughs) you know, in the sense of your sister just got killed and all of these different things are happening to you. Would you just say, okay, mm-hmm. this is what's going on, just to get that weight off of your chest? Um, but to a large degree, I'm not surprised because we're talking about Tariq. But I, let me say this, too. I said on the on season or episode nine that I was shocked at his... Um, Re- reaction? His reaction when Raina was shot and killed. And I was a little disappointed that he didn't have more of a reaction. I have twins myself. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, if you don't cry, <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. if something happened to you, if she bumped her knee, you better... No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, but I'm just saying, so I-, I was a little shocked at that. But so my question is this. We've seen him this whole episode, see, or episode 10... Tariq brought his emotion. He brought everything. So I felt so much from him this this complete episode. And I wonder if it was intentional for him to grow his character that way. I didn't mm-hmm. I didn't feel it that way. You I didn't feel I, it. I felt like he only cried because he didn't want to get caught up in the lies. So he had to build up the emotions to keep his story going because Oh, I don't I, maybe I, I just don't feel like I that. Believe and, and Monica, the tears. maybe you could uh maybe okay. you could elaborate. Yeah, I mean it's it's actually a great question for Michael Rainey Jr. too, because so much of what came out is his own performance. 
performance and mm-hmm. what you know his decisions the decisions that he made. But for um, our money as the writers, I think that the end of episode nine, he was in shock, and you know Tariq would never know how to react in that situation, right. having never been in it before. So my interpretation is that he was just really shocked mm-hmm. out of any emotion. And then um, in episode ten, I think that. Um, you know, he was going to keep everything on lock. He wasn't going to tell anyone anything from the beginning. And, and he's holding it down in that scene with uh, Detective Leary. And I think the emotion comes from a place of, um, you know, grappling with his own responsibility and what that means and, and also the real grief coming up. I don't think it's totally manipulative, um, but I think that it's like, you know, it's kind of like, oh, he's in overdrive. There's so much happening that the only yeah. response yeah. is tears. Yeah, I, I I like the way that you said that overdrive. I was going to say the word overwhelmed, but, you know, so much, again, I think that so much is happening to him that it felt r- really sincere for me as a viewer. Mm-hmm. I agree with that. So then once he leaves, um, Tasha then says to Ghost, she says, um, he's lying. You can't see it because he lies exactly the way you do. Ghost mm-hmm. says he's not lying. Mm-hmm. He didn't see anything because it was a professional hit. And then he goes on and tells, um, uh, mentioning the whole Jimenez cartel and what he's involved. And so Tasha's pissed because she says, so you dragged us back into this life. This is on you. What happened to going clean? Mm-hmm. Some other things happen, and he says that I'll take care of it. And she says there's no uh, there's no taking care of it. What were you guys' thoughts on that conversation uh, between Ghost and Tasha? I think they were just looking for some type of understanding to what's going on with the whole thing. And mm-hmm. then Ghost, always trying to be two steps ahead of the game, he just jumped to conclusions like, all right, this is all my f- f- my fault here. One thing I did like about their interaction, though, was she says, better not get killed or get caught. Mm-hmm. Uh, Tasha is always telling Ghost to do something. If you, you remember back in the day, he <laughs> yeah. said, Angie, alright, make sure you yes. keep doing what you're doing. So, right, um, right. I, I don't know, Tasha is just really, as we as we see in this whole episode, she is just determined to figure out who uh, did this. So, I think it's a matter of uh, who, what, where, and when. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's about it. Yeah, I agree um, with that, Jimmy. And for for Ghost, I, I just have mixed feelings about that with Ghost because, come on, man. Like, I, there's so much of me that roots for Ghost. Ghost, the street dude, the ghost who knows everything, ghost right. who, who's peeping every, you know, from his peripheral, he can see what's going on. But maybe because of it, I think because he does see fault with himself and like Tariq going down this route, down down this road because of things that he's done. Maybe he's just trying to find the innocence in him. But I'm like, come on, Ghost. Like the dude is lying. I, I want him to be a little bit, bit more up on that. Um, maybe that's just my own feeling. But I was a little disappointed mm. that he can't see that he was lying. Um, I also think that um, with Ghost. I would see why Ghost would blame this on him. You know, he just got out of jail. Tariq Tariq just became this this new person, you know, and it got worse and it it progressed and it got worse. And so I think a lot of times parents always tend to think that they are the cause as to why their children goes before them. And so I had wondered whether if the two of them were going to have the blame game because I read somewhere um, where... I think 70% of marriages, you know, end in divorce when a child dies. And so I can see why Ghost felt that way because it's his baby girl. Mm-hmm. Right. So for me, I just, for me, I just felt that you know, that was a natural, that was just a natural thing to do is for him. He's the man. He, you know, he, he I think any father would naturally want to take the blame. Mm-hmm. And speaking of that, too, going into this episode, I was expecting so much out of Tasha and uh, Ghost based off emotions wise. You know, you just lost your 
baby girl. I felt that Tasha delivered, you know, a tear definitely. Ghost was just mad, you know. I didn't see him shed a tear. Maybe come together with Tasha, like, all right, that's our girl, but... I I I feel like with the loss of a child, I think that he was stunned as well. Mm-hmm. So his response was the, in the only realm that he can control. I can go get a gun. I can go figure out who did this and I can take them out because that's all he can do. Mm-hmm. He can't do anything. He hasn't been being a father figure, a husband mm-hmm. figure. So I don't think that, I think it was shock and it might hit that's him true. later <laughs> in season five. I just think that at this moment, the only thing that he can yeah. tr- control is getting boom, out boom. in yeah. those streets. Right. And, and also, um, uh, I understand because I recently just had a loss as well. And sometimes not everybody falls over the casket the moment that someone dies. Right. Right. Sometimes yeah. sometimes it takes Everyone's you a moment. Different. Like I myself, I haven't been able to mourn because, you know, right when I'm in the middle, middle of trying to let it out, something happens in my cry break. So sometimes it just takes a while to let it all out, especially when it's your child. Mm-hmm. So, right. mm-hmm. I, you know. What do you think? No, I think that's exactly it. I think that it's important to keep in mind this episode 10 is only one day yeah. long. And so everyone has a different way of experiencing their grief. And I think that we've left a lot of space for a lot more to happen in mm-hmm. season five as far as the emotional response to Raina's death. And it's going to affect everybody. Okay. That's true. And, and really, in all honesty, every viewer has their own opinion. And there are millions of them out there. You know what yeah. I'm saying? So we can't please. I said we as, yeah. you know, <laughs> welcome, welcome your next writer. To right. <laughs> we can't please you. Speaking in that speaker, girl. <laughs> no, but um, it's it's hard to please everyone and to really write according to what any audience member would f- or should feel, right. you know. So I, I get that as well. But there are some people to that point. There are some people who said he had more of a reaction when he broke up with Angie, like when he was outside the door mm-hmm. and he was like bawling, oh, crying, oh. than with with Raina. But right. to that, bam, that's an excellent point because the especially Ghost and his character, Mm -hmm. what he knows to do is like, I'm a man. I'm going to go do what I have to do. Like, what's on his mind right now is like, there's no time for grief. Mm -hmm. There's no time to handle any of that. Let's go get whoever did this to my baby girl. So I think Mm -hmm. that is at the forefront of his mind. Agree. And a lot of times now I want to go to now when they go upstairs, because a lot of times um, you have people who are in your face for the first two weeks. Normally, you know, normally in in uh in the the urban the the black culture, sometimes a funeral can take up to two weeks. So you have people who are just constantly there in your face. They come in, they cook, they're doing so many things, and sometimes you just you don't you don't really have time to yourself. Right. I want to I want to now talk about when they when they come out the elevator. Who the fuck are all these people? <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. I mean, I think. Yeah. I mean, I immediately thought it, it's family. They're from the neighborhood. There are people that you know, cousins, aunts, whatever. You know, business associates. A child has died, so <clears throat> everyone is going to sort of come into play, even if they're sort of fringe mm-hmm. to want to help. And no one was there to, you know. Um, but also. The St. Patrick family is a very private family. Um, Tariq and Tariq and Raina had twin conversation about how come we don't know our cousins or how come we don't know who our relatives are. Mm. Now you got all these people <laughs> but coming out of nowhere. But yeah. when I thought about it, because I was gonna I was gonna slam that scene, but when I thought about it, when you pay attention to the people that was there, they don't know these people. Just they were asking questions and and they were making comments about oh you know she's it was in like better place. Like generic. Like they, they, these people don't know these people from Hitty to Come Diddy. 
and they were a, and, and they were just there, and that's what normally happens. You have people that come out of the woodworks those first true. two weeks, and then the moment that the moment that is the the moment that the funeral's over, you don't see them people ever, or you don't that's even right. see them for two uh, for for six months. They yeah. don't even call. But that first until they're buried, everybody's, everybody's there. I'm here for you. Yeah, yeah, what no, do that's you true. Me to do. Uh, I have a question, sort of related to that, that I've been. so private and so wealthy and so, you know, elite. How does everyone get in there? I I assume Keisha. Yes. Mm -hmm. So we we had lost a lot of page count just because the nature of a script is we usually write it longer than it can possibly be shot. And Mm so uh, Keisha called everyone that was important that she thought Tasha would want to have around. And the answer to your question, Bam, is that we have established that Ghost has no family, but Tasha does have extended family. Estelle, you know, for example, and so those are her cousins, and um, they aren't necessarily close with them, but they, you know, they are the people that come out of the woodwork when mm-hmm. something like this happens. Um, and then, for those viewers who are paying attention, we had a couple scenes, two or three scenes within the penthouse, and we got we had it fill up with more people throughout the day. Mm-hmm. So, you know, people from the school. Raina did have friends at school. You know, other administrators. So those are the people that would have been showing up. We felt throughout mm-hmm. the day. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Hmm. My own, the, the final thing about that is it felt like the funeral already happened. It felt like a repass. Like there was a it lot did. of people yeah. already wearing dark. And if you don't know what a repass is, a repass is, is once the funeral's over and then you go to the cemetery, you go to then someone, you go to, to the family member's house and that's where you eat, you know, play mm-hmm. cards. Um, if it's a, if it's a, if it's a lit repass, <laughs> then the liquor, then the liquor, the liquor comes out later. The they start off playing Al Green and the next thing you know, everybody dancing to Snoop. So that's what a repass is. <laughs> Sound like but, you've been to a couple of those. <laughs> yeah. Totally. Um, and so it, it felt like a repass. It felt like the funeral had already taken place. Right. It has not. Okay. Yeah. It, the feeling was as soon as they got off of the elevator, that music, that, you know, the, the slow motion of them walking, mm-hmm. and it, like, it was just very uh, solemn, and it felt like a repass. I, um, I, I just feel, I don't know if anyone here has ever dealt with someone being murdered and then coming home, going through that process and then coming home afterwards. It felt very real to me and just what can happen and sort of set up. The thing that I kind of found disturbing to me, but once again, sort of, if I'm allowed to sort of move on (laughs) in this fashion, um, still related to this, was um, Rashad Tate, Lorenz Tate's character. I love Lorenz Tate so much. There we go. Um, And just him immediately trying to go into the PR spin and control him with the loss of his child keeping in mind that this is the following day you so know, now hours so remember so ghost is changing into his killer clothes slash sat uh, <laughs> and then he puts away you know his suit and yeah. then rashad sends him a text message saying meet me at mount uh Bishida this afternoon 2 p.m negro right my child just died? So can- That would have been an ignored text for yeah, me. Right. I just, the intensity of that, and then that scene in general, Talk about it. where ahead. he was saying to him, listen, and not that he didn't have a point, but it is mere hours after this man's child has been murdered, and you say to him, good upstanding citizens, children aren't murdered, just sent chills through me, because it's just setting up as... Um, what is he, a councilman, Tate? It's going to be such a problem in season five, wherever he's leading Ghost into. It's yeah. like, know the enemy that you're already in bed with, or you're looking over the other side of the fence at one that you have no idea what type of um, situation you're going to be embedded in. Joe, I had, I felt some type of way when he said, look, she's dead. 
when he said that, I was like, all right, man, this he's got no heart, no, no love. He has a plan. He, yeah. he does have a plan. One thing that I will say uh, in regards to Ghost is I think any normal person would have whipped his ass right there in the sanctuary. Um, he was disrespectful. The pastor was disrespectful. Very. Um, James, uh, James told him to, you can, you, my name is James. Don't call me son. Don't, you know, don't refer to me as son. He called him son twice. He says, call me James. Then he tells him that devices are not allowed in churches. I don't know what church you've been to, but you can YouTube and, and ch- type in choir, shouting, Holy Ghost, usher board. In the sanctuary. Everybody, everybody uses a phone. So I right. felt like they clearly came with, um, they clearly came with with intentions but the way that ghost handled it you know ghost is very smart and very strategic he will let you think that okay sure i'm gonna listen same thing with milan right right uh, how example. soon is this going to when is he going to take him out that's my question i i just think that <laughs> i i thought of i can't remember the reverend's name but he's sort His of the rev- flip um, Macedon. yeah Macedon. Named after one of our writers fathers uh, also a reverend. okay wow well now you know <laughs> yeah the flip side to the catholic priest who was mur- you know yeah. just like there's corruption no matter sort of which way you turn which church you home yeah. you're right. looking at there is that's something that is good. in there so you know sort of losing that character I don't know if we're gaining this one, but that was something I considered in that. Monica, what's your perspective on that that scene? I mean, because for me, yes, I have a problem with the fact that uh, Councilman Tate even sent the text like, sorry for your loss, but the very next thing you say is meet me at 2 p.m. But it's more so that Ghost took the time to actually go out, out there dealing with what he is. So what's your take on yeah, that? Yeah, I think it's, you know, key to remember that Ghost is never doing one thing at a time. So he's not grieving only grieving at you know in this moment too he has other ambitions that he that are also important to him and not that they're more important than you know grieving and also avenging the death of his daughter but um they all play into the same goal for him and Mm -hmm. so um him taking the text and also the meeting was at a church and um I think that, you know, the intention was that it played into also the planning of the funeral and they didn't mm-hmm. have somewhere to go. So mm-hmm. Tate is providing a service with uh, a motivation behind it that's not entirely pure. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it's the entire theme of the show kind of is walking that line, right, of like having uh, a, a good goal for not totally pure intentions. And so I think that's that's probably relevant for all of our characters. Consequences. So my question is, and this is skipping into season five, so um, will we actually see the funeral or will we jump ahead once you guys start season right five? now the plan is that we're going to pick up pretty pretty immediately so okay. um we're not doing a five-year time jump okay right. yeah. is tasha gonna I, I hate to be petty but sure. is, is she gonna sing at the funeral you know <laughs> look uh, we haven't addressed yeah. that in the writer's room yet but i'm sure uh it's it's a worthy suggestion that we could consider because uh Naturi has a beautiful voice she does she does um and so when ghost leaves uh pro- before he goes and meets with shot then he goes and meets with angela hit it mm. He goes and meets. Well, Angela run. Okay, they yeah. run outside. So Angela, yes. Angela's, you know, um, that scene when Cooper Sacks walked yeah, in let's, and let's, dropped let's the bomb. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, you have to like start with that. I love his character and how his little one-liners and drops into the meeting. Okay, where he or, let Angela know or hold hold that, and then we'll get into the that whole task force. We'll get into that in just a second. Someone else who showed up to the house, Silver. 
<laughs> well, I mean, Lover Boy. That's who you. That's who you're talking about. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, one. I think it was perfectly expected as the family's lawyer and as Tasha's lover. Naturally, he is going to show up. What I was a little taken aback by, and well, this obviously came a little bit later, mm-hmm. was the fact that yeah. um, he debated on. I can be your lover or I can be your lawyer. Um, she needs a lawyer right now more than she needs a lawyer. So I'm going to go with that. And if you can't do that, have some Love suggestions it, for that. Because what she's telling you is intense. Mm-hmm. And I also immediately thought back to him seeing her lock up the gun and just so many different things. Um, I'm curious to see where it goes. He, It was curious to me, though, that he didn't automatically sort of jump into fixing mode because that's sort of been the position that he's sort of held out for her and even though she admitted that it was her even still you obviously you thought it was ghost so you thought in some type of way she was going to be involved in something illegal or unclean and you were willing to go there and hear about it so now you're not ready to jump into action I don't know I again think Silver has some interesting backstory. I'm gonna I'm I'm cut Silver some slack right now, and I never do. You guys know I have a big problem with mm-hmm. Silver, um, and we did tell Brandon that okay. on. <laughs> you don't have to report it. I told him that, but you know I like Brandon as a person, but I have some problems with his character. But this was the one time that I actually liked Silver. Really, I, I did. You know, I know what it feels like to be going through something emotional, and then that guy comes into the room and he's like your savior, your knight in shining armor at that moment. And I was like, you know he played that role I think perfectly when he came into the house it, it was it was not too much it was not too little well the part that was a little bit too much was the I love you and yes. yeah that was not wrong time it yes. was totally the wrong time it was definitely the wrong place you are in a this <laughs> your old client's bedroom like come on man like you know come on but other than that I really did like the way that he he came to her aid that was really a nice moment yeah uh. <laughs> Listen, go I, ahead, Petty. Pablo, let's go. <laughs> um, I think he should have stayed his black ass at home. Okay. <laughs> uh, just simply because, you know, he should have maybe called, uh, gave her a text message, just saying, you know, um, I know you're going through any, like, I'll, I'll, I'll check on you later. I just don't feel like feel like it was appropriate for him to show up at the house. Um, and you writers are so well. You and Courtney <laughs> are, are brilliant with this because. When Silver came to Tasha, she was in the middle of some random relative or some person talking this crazy bullshit about, you yeah. know, she's in, a she's in a better place. And, like, blah, nobody blah, blah, blah. wants to hear, hear that, that about their when child. your child has, mm-hmm. been, yeah. has been dead for less than, like, for 10 hours. hours yeah. She didn't want to hear that. So it was perfect timing that you, you guys, that you and Courtney brought Silver to come and swoop her away. So bravo to you. But I think you should have <laughs> said this ass at home. Yeah. Um, I don't think so, but l- l- let's just dissect that for a second. Okay. Tasha, mm-hmm. okay, you just lost your daughter, your child. She's not getting any emotional support from Ghost right now. Be- but she's not getting any emotional emotional support because t- together, the two of them, rather than blame each other, she said, we need to take them down Ouch. and I need you to go do what you need to do. Okay, so, when so no, that's their that. bonding but- point. That's the only thing that they can face each other with. The intimacy between them is gone right now and they don't want to look at each other. I, I mean, I agree. I know why he came there and I don't think that it's wrong that he did. As her lover, that's what you're supposed to do. Someone you know is hurt and you're going there to comfort them in whatever way that may be. If it's making a sandwich, if it's just sitting there, 
he was going there to be that. He just wasn't equipped for the real gangster level of stuff that he's walking into, I feel. Yeah, and not, and not only that, but he came <clears throat> into, and did you, I don't know if you wanted to say something on this, but you, I mean, hold on. <laughs> <laughs> he came into the place, but he played it smart. He wasn't like, baby, baby. Oh, like, he, didn't, he, didn't, yeah. He, yeah. he came as in like, I can be here for you, Ghost, or I can be here for you, Tasha. I'm just right. here to support. Mm-hmm. So that's how he came in. Now, she is the one who brought him into the room and gave him all the love or whatever, so he acted accordingly. But whoever's fault it was that she's not getting that love, the point is that she's not getting the love. She's not getting any sort of um, consolation from Tariq, from you know her daughter's gone. She's just not getting that. So I'm not mad at her receiving that from Silver at this point. Bam wants to say something, but Monica, did you want to speak up? Sure. No, I think that you're exactly right on that point. And, you know, we, uh, Silver is a, a sort of, uh, knight in shining armor character. He does want to show up and save Tasha. And, you know, he's a lawyer, he's a defense attorney. Like, of course, that's what he wants to do. And so we, you know, we placed him in that moment where he's saving her from the cousin who's saying that horrible thing <laughs> to set it up in just that way. And, um, I think that it's, it was a smart choice as the writer on the writer's part because it's obviously a very de- divisive. Um, thing for him to have done and everyone has a different opinion about it so it's a conversation that we get to have actively now but I think that it's within his character and I think he showed up on a professional front and he was going to read the signals and Tasha's the one that pulled him into the closet Mm -hmm. you know yeah she sure did Um, lover boy so Ghost and Tommy they go to Yurio and his two goons well hold on a second did y'all not love the moment in the car where he said brother this is that was a moment for me. That yeah. was a moment that, like, I love that no matter what, y'all, this is how the show started. It started with Tommy and Ghost, <clears throat> that brotherhood, and that all of these different things happen. But at the very end of the day, Tommy loves those kids. Those are his his God kids, and he loves them. And I love that scene of just in the car, like, handing them the, the gun and, you know, calling them brother. And they had that little moment, and now it's like, let's go. Like, it's let's no go, discussion let's go. what Definitely. needs to happen. Yeah, that was just, I mean, a cool little moment for me. But, yeah, bam, they went up in there, and they got buck. They took care of business. Yeah. No questions asked. I was glad for Julio, even though they didn't know initially that it was for Julio. Yes. I was glad to see that for Julio the because truth came out, you know, and because because Ghost is going through shock right now. You know, he needed to get some things off his chest. And when he was using a staple gun and he was stapling parts of his body, he was releasing Mm. all of the anger that he had because he felt like, you know, he's let himself down as he's let himself down as a dad because his daughter's dead. And so he shot Yurio right after he revealed that that Dre is the one that set him up. And usually it's Tommy that's out of control that can't be brought back and isn't using his head to think. So it was, you know, seeing those roles reversed and Tommy sort of Mm -hmm. being like, no, we still have more information to get from him. But do you... um, And you're right, they did did reverse the roles, but, you know, because Ghost is kind of, you know, the more wiser one. I don't think they were going to get any more information out of him. All he... Dre set him up. That was pretty much all the information that they needed. I, well, I f- that's all the information they needed at the bottom half. But I think he might have provided some more information to. He's been doing this the whole time. He probably would have let them know. Did he tell them that Crystal Wall was involved in it at that moment? No, they yeah. found out later. Yeah, yeah. But I think that that's something else that would have come out. I think just sort of the way it all happened. Not that it matters ultimately because, you know, they came to that information. But I think that they probably would have gotten to their point a little quicker if they would have gotten a couple of more details out. But, you know. I thought that moment was just genius. I thought it was great because uh, 
yeah, clearly Tommy is there to ride with Ghost, right? They're they're after uh, they're after them because they thought that they killed Reyna, but it ultimately showed what Tommy really wants to know, which is, you know, remember, Tommy, outside of this ghost and Raina thing, he's in a situation himself, right? right, So he's trying to find out about, you know, Julio and all of these different things and Dre specifically because remember from episode one or episode two where uh, it was the the thought, the curiosity, is Dre telling the truth or not? And Mm -hmm. what is Dre up to? So he finally gets his answer right there. Mm -hmm. So that moment of, uh, what are you doing? Like, you shot him and he's going to talk about Dre Mm -hmm. and and Ghost is like, I don't give a about Dre, yeah, you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. And so mm-hmm. it goes to show the two of, of what they're really there for. Yeah. I mean, the the underlying, because of the ultimate the, on the surface is, of course, Raina, but the underlying thing. So. Yeah. And like so, focus. And yeah. so Ghost um, was wrong. You know, the Jimenez was not the reason why Raina died. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So now they're back to square one. Mm-hmm. And so now Tommy, um, so then Tommy goes and follows Dre. The blue Mustang. Yes. Could he drive a less? <laughs> I was about to say. <laughs> I know. They don't see that <laughs> around the corner. Who no? can't see that bright blue ass Mustang? And everybody knows it's his now. Yeah. Like, right. Yeah. Yes, you're totally right. Uh, it's iconic for Tommy, and yeah. also the reality of this episode is that he's on a time crunch and he doesn't yeah. have time to go be changing out of his car and getting something that's indiscreet or that's discreet. It's you know, it's the nature of of what his mission is right now. Mm-hmm. So, While we're um, on that car, really yeah. fast. Remember when he gave the uh, Mustang keys to his mom, Kate, and he got the other, um, the, what was it, a Yukon or whatever, the black truck. Was that because he knew that they placed the tracker on the car? He didn't know, but he felt like something was, he felt they were on his tail in some way. So that, it's it's such a distinct car, he knew that they would be able to track it. So he figured, park it at Kate's house, leave it there, and then Mm -hmm. he felt like they were off his back. So we went and reclaimed it. Got it. Yeah, Got thank it. you. So when he sees Dre going up to, to Ray Ray, then he gets into his car and his leave. And so now let's go to Dre and Ray Ray, uh, Raymond. So Raymond confronts him about the money that Dre owes, he, uh, that jukebox, and he, and Dre's basically like, I don't owe you shit. And Ray's and, like... Uh, and to that, so Ray Ray does not know that jukebox was killed? That's right. Must not. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. he said the money that, you know, you haven't paid in yeah. the jukebox or whatever. So I was like, okay. I, I wonder that too. And so so then uh, so then Ray Ray goes on to say how he's wired. And I have all these, I have all, I have tapes on tapes of you. Lies uh, on lies. Lies on lies. Mm-hmm. Does he, is he really wired? You know, I'm not going to answer that question. Okay. Um, but I asked it on Twitter last night when I was live tweeting the episode to see just what the audience thought. And yeah. um, across the board, people seem to think that he's lying yeah. about that. Um, although a couple of people were like, he is an undercover cop. It would be smart if he did that. So I'll let that play out in season five. Well, because there's so much, there's so many things and information that, like he said, if he's wired, he later told Destiny that he killed Raina. Right. Yeah. So I'm just wondering this wire thing but obviously because you won't answer the question we're gonna find something out regarding the why I mean there was either way I just took a lot of clues from the stash house in general how much money was stashed in the floor the different items it's just I feel that Ray Ray though departed Mm -hmm. is going to come full circle and not just because of his obviously death and trial in Mm -hmm. relation to that and I thought this scene was particularly interesting because it's the first that we've seen Ray Ray and Dre interact ever since Tariq was kidnapped, right? So was this scene a setup or a foresh- or a foreshadow to get the information on 
where Ray Ray was going to be later on that day? Well, it certainly helped us in that. But, you know, as Tariq says when he comes into the scene with Dre and threatens him, Dre is the is the link for him in all of this. Yeah. So Dre's the one that knows everybody and all the pieces. And so we needed to set up Dre as a character that was formidable enough for Ghost and Tommy and Kanan all to want to get at him for different reasons. And mm-hmm. so making him that link, which we'd set up all season long mm-hmm. for Tariq, was the way, you know, that brought Ray Ray naturally into the fold. So, um, and then before that, before that, um, Kanan goes to confront Tommy and Tommy... Um, is with his new blood relatives. His new uh, Italian his brethren. New, yeah. yeah. Um, I, Steve. And so <laughs> Kanan shows up and he wants to confront Tommy because last week or two weeks ago in episode nine, we know that Kanan was set up and he went to confront Tommy to see if he was responsible for this. He had the dudes just dead in the trunk. Yeah. <laughs> um, a true thug. Yeah, a true That's thug. all I thought, yeah. a true yeah. thug. Yeah. <laughs> and so, and so we uh, obviously it was not him, and um, and and Tommy didn't know that he was, you know, that he was back in town and so forth. And so then he reveals to Tommy that that Tariq called him uh, asking about the whereabouts of Ray right, Ray. Right. So this is where the story starts to to really push and go. Mm-hmm. Uh, from there, Kanan goes out of town. He's with his new crew. Kanan always has a crew of people. Man, I mean, because he's been in and out yeah. of jail. You yeah. have those yeah. contacts. You know people to reach. I got yeah. a lick. I got yeah. a way for us to get some money. What's boom, up? Boom, boom. But he was also the king of the street, right? Yeah. He went before jail. Mm-hmm. So it's like, yeah. you probably got your homies, little homies, and you know how it goes on mm-hmm. and on, probably. Yeah. So he's out of town somewhere, and he's with these crew of young guys who who's Googling the whereabouts of Andre Coleman. Google. Because he's old school. <laughs> he's, probably, he's probably... Poor thing, probably never used a computer. So <laughs> they, so they let him know that 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 um, there's been a death in the St. Patrick family. One of the kids. He assumes that it's Tariq, but it's actually Raina. So now he automatically knows what's going on. Mm-hmm. And so now let's go a little bit forward, where now Tommy finds out and he calls Tasha, saying that it's Ray Ray and that she needs to find and figure out some alibis. Mm-hmm. That's when I knew. Excuse my language. Shit was about to go down. (laughs) Tariq is missing. So Tariq leaves. My question to you is, because people were asking this question, how did Tariq find the the safe combination to Tasha's... Mm, Um, oh, I don't I, think that's a hard question. Yeah, I don't think it's Do a hard anybody hard. that has kids yeah. know kids I, will I, peep I, and learn right, they and know. pick it up? As, yeah. as twins, they've had that conversation because they want to know what's in the safe. Yeah. I don't have a concrete answer for that. It's not something we actually Mm -hmm. decided a specific instance where he learned the combination, but I do think that Jill's right. It's Mm -hmm. just, you know, he's a very smart kid and he has, you know, big ears that Mm -hmm. are listening to everything. Mm -hmm. And so it's, I think that he found it at some point in Mm -hmm. the, in the course of living there. And And then also too, I was actually thinking, um, I'm not a parent. Maybe you can speak on this, but when, when my kids get old enough, I want them to be prepared if something were to go down. Mm-hmm. So I'd be, hey, if blah, 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 mm-hmm. just go mm-hmm. there. Not this yeah, family. Not, not they wanted to keep them squeaky clean. Y'all they like, left what? all the street yeah. side. They wanted them to be the Huxtables. Yeah. And, oh, okay. you know, yeah. Denise and Theo weren't like, it's the clock upstairs <laughs> yeah. in case of emergency. Yeah. So I feel like that's kind of the line of thinking. And they would yeah. have a safe for that specific and then there would be another private safe so and I, right, I, I, a safe I, I, yeah, inside the so. safe. Yeah, uh, Robin. So Blood. Sounds like I've got a lot yeah. to learn. Yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Robin, will you hit us now with um, Tasha decides to go to get Angela to help her find Tariq. 
such a smart move. I mean, mm-hmm. such a she got dragged a little bit on the internet for that. They're like, you know, how do you go to your? They, they a lot of people for whatever reason consider Tasha to be weak, and I've never seen it that way. I've always seen it. I've always called her a G, and I like that she's a G, and I like that she thinks like G's do. Now, just because she's not out lot in the streets, she's got the she's got the manpower for that. She's got Tommy, and she's got goals to handle whatever needs to be done in the street. But she's really smart. She's yes. really really wise. Like even the way her face lit up when she was like she thought she was defeated for a second. You know, with uh, she tried to call Ghost, and the phone was uh, in the in the what do you call it? The desk, right? Mm-hmm. And she was just lost for a second, and all of a sudden, in a very Tasha fashion, she's just like, "Yes." And and I didn't know what she was thinking, mm-hmm. but I was happy to see that she showed up at Angela's desk. I have to disagree. I felt like this was the only episode where her her brain was was kind of all over the place mm-hmm. for obvious reasons. Right. Um, when she walked in, she says, "Ghost James," she slipped up. Why did she reference to Angie that her husband is Ghost? I think she wasn't thinking. I did. That's my, yeah. And Angela was slow to react to that, which yeah. was interesting to me. I felt like she kind of well, missed that quickly because. You, did you guys also miss the fact that Angela said Jamie, James? James. She corrected yeah. herself. So yeah. I think they're both they're both in the situation where outside of what has happened, and you're right, she mm. has reason to feel all emotional and all of that. But outside of that, she's talking to Angela. Mm-hmm. You've been through, you know, all up and through my business yeah, now. Right. And just like I know all up and through your business. So it's one of those things now yeah. where she did slip up is the fact that you're at her office and mm-hmm. you called him ghost. Mm-hmm. That's something to be more concerned about than the fact that you said it to Angela. Can you refresh my memory? Does Angie technically know that James is ghost or does she just assume? I, I can't remember because unfortunately you guys only do 10 episodes and we have to watch once a year so I forget I'm sorry (laughs) no we had this conversation in the writers room too and we we decided that Angela does know that he's ghost I don't know I don't know if we dramatized that specifically on screen the first time someone said his name but it goes without saying I think at this point that she knows who he is and that Tasha knows that she knows who he is Mm -hmm. so um, we really were playing that moment for the emotion of it of of their defenses are down sort of because of the nature of what's going on and and Angela says Jamie and Tasha says ghost and it's kind of like both of them showing up emotionally naked for a quick second before they realize right. who they're actually talking to. Mm-hmm. And, wow. and then, um, why do you think Angie helped? Oh, because she loves, because she loves Jamie, and that's his daughter. And she knows one. If she can circumvent it, she probably doesn't want to see him in jail again. She feels mm-hmm. like if she can help or be involved in some type of way, maybe she can save him. Because mm-hmm. obviously we didn't get a chance to talk about it in episode nine, but mm-hmm. they had chemistry when they saw each other mm-hmm. at the charity function where he was being on- mm-hmm. honored. Mm-hmm. And I also believe it's because, you know, she feels that emotion. Her immediate response was when she found out about it to call him and then to go to him. Mm-hmm. So. You know, she cares about him. By extension, she cares about his child. Yeah. yeah um, I was just thinking back to when James stepped outside and um, Angie was there. She kept saying, is there anything I can do? Mm-hmm. And then she reminded him, too. If you do anything and get caught for it, you yeah. will get the death sentence. Yeah, and she also told Tasha that as well. If he see, you know, if he goes and, and do what I think you're, you're going to do, mm-hmm. you know, he will get the death penalty this time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, and also, yeah. What, what were you? Yeah. Well, no, I wasn't going to say anything. I was. I 
yeah, I think that we've set it up that mm-hmm. it's clear what the penalty is of yeah. that, you know, of that action. And also, Ghost didn't do it. Yeah. You know, they don't know that Once yet. again. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Once again. I think she has to hold on to that. Like, that's her truth. I mm-hmm. think that that's yeah. the truth. And certain people don't want yeah. to let go of the fact that James is guilty. But now I think... They just know that he's guilty in other things and want to kind of bring, you know, justice about that way. But the other thing is this is, as you know, the weeks go by, it feels like such an extended amount of time that the show goes on. But it's really within like a couple of months or so. It's been like four months since the pilot. We did the math on it. It's been like four or five months. Wow. So so you don't fall out of love. Like I know Angela's hurt. She's she's probably made a decision. I've got to move on from this. She's scorned. All of these different things. But at the end of the day, she still loves him. So And then you you had an attachment to his children. Mm -hmm. So Mm -hmm. that specifically is going to tug at your heart. I'm sure too. So that's probably why. So I feel like, I feel like ever since the start now, everybody knows what Ghost does, but can't prove what what he does because he's so good at what he does now. So Mm -hmm. it's like he he was in the closet, but now everything's out there. If that makes sense, Mm -hmm. no, you're exactly right, and it's um, you know the the beauty and the skill of Ghost is that everyone knows what he's done and no one can connect him to the legitimate James St. Patrick which was why the Maria part coming back which I'm sure we'll talk about Mm -hmm. she's the first person Mm -hmm. that actually can connect James and Ghost other than Angela obviously and I was surprised that that came up in this episode to the I thought that that was something we were going to have to wait until next season to see but she was right there I didn't only because we saw it in episode episode 9 or 8 or 9 mm-hmm. I, I can't remember but that uh, she's already yeah. in the office yeah. I wasn't ready for that I was like oh god on top of everything else so now the chase so they're all trying to get to Tariq who is in Washington Heights going to apartment 5C so Tariq how do you get there I don't know well, oh, you mean uh, like actual a, transportation? Yeah, yeah. Train, oh, right, right, right. Yeah. Yeah. So, so he he gets there. Ghost is flying down there. Tommy's there. Tasha's there. And so we see this. It was like an action movie. Like and my heart yeah, was, was just pounding. Yes. So just an open discussion. So we all know we all knows what happened. But right. what are your thoughts on them walking into the house? Tariq, Ray, Ray, just go. All right, quick, 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 quick. I want to say before when Tariq had the gun and he went to go talk to Dre, we saw Tariq start yes, to thank you, evolve yeah. into that man. Like he's like, look, <laughs> yes. look, I know why I'm here. <laughs> Apparently, you you know everything, right? So and tell yes, me, yes, I'm on lean, yeah. right? Yeah. <laughs> High enough to shoot you right now. In so broad tell daylight. me, so I can go do. At that point, I feel like we saw him just become the man that. He ended up being at the end of the which is episode I wouldn't there. call so, you a man because well, you not a man somebody. but like in street <laughs> in, in in street like uh, terms right now I get what you're saying um, Jimmy and you know what wait first of all. Did he actually make a cup of lean in the kitchen or no? Yeah, I wonder about that too, and I meant to ask. Yeah. So yeah, he did. Yeah, he mm-hmm. did. Uh, yeah. In front of everybody, the dude made a cup of lean. Yeah, yeah. well, I mean, he had he, Zero the way it was now. staged. He had his back to the yeah. other room, so no one yeah. could actually see it. But he, but was he left the cough, the cough yeah. medicine right there on yeah. the counter and stuff, didn't he? Or I no? think he pocketed it. Oh, he did. Yeah. Okay. The, I mean, the boldness. Yeah. He's right. Like he's out there admitting that he's getting high. He's out there making it all his concoctions with everybody. If there's a patio, I'm sure. Somebody went out and had a puff before the end of the night. So I'm just saying, like, 
there was some stuff probably going on besides Tariq yeah. with the lean. No, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, I get that. But, yeah. yo, like, yeah. 16-year-old who's yeah. making lean, I mean, yeah. I'm just saying. Yeah. He, he clearly was don't give he was F, yeah. in the first he was in the bedroom. Remember when yeah. Raina walked in on him? Wasn't he making a cup uh, yeah. a couple of episodes he was. ago? So now yeah. just he's, he's like clearly I don't care. addicted. Yeah. Yeah. So what's your thoughts? So but yeah. So now he's confronted Ray Ray. I had so many thoughts. I thought when I heard the sirens, did Dre set them up since Dre knew what Tyreek was going there mm-hmm. to um, Tariq was going there to do and where it was going to be? Just another twist to it because the police came so quickly. <laughs> I was like, how are they all going to get out of there? Um, I, I was thinking Angela knows Natasha went there. Just everything was like rushing in because you know that this is such a pivotal moment and that there's really no time for them to get away and clean it up as they normally want to. You just wonder who's going to fall out because I also read something where Courtney said that for season five everybody's on the table anybody could sort of get it anybody could have their downfall mm-hmm. through death or being caught up so yeah. I just thought the setup was really intense did yeah, you guys my- think for any minute that that Ray Ray would shoot Tariq no, no. Yeah. I didn't no. think so yeah. I, don't- I had a slight bit but Tariq went over the edge when Ray Ray called him out about Raina mm-hmm. and he's like your sister was the only one that really had I forget the exact word oh, oh gotcha G, gotcha your yeah. sister she a real G yeah. at least she stepped up yeah. I think that's when he, he was like alright I'm tired of you yeah. yeah well he did have a moment of like his his bubble was burst a little bit mm-hmm. you Definitely. know you saw him his focus went off a little bit kind of sink a little bit to mm-hmm. the side but I think that um, I didn't feel like Ray Ray was gonna turn around and shoot him I thought that Tariq was gonna get it mm-hmm. um, my heart Yes. We predicted in last year's panel, I don't know if it was me, you, Cornelia, one of us, no, one of the ladies, one of you ladies said Tariq is going to kill somebody soon. Mm-hmm. Maybe it wasn't you. Yeah. I don't know. It, I, I don't know. At this point, it's, I don't know. Yeah. But I mean, I, th- I feel like it did, for Tariq to die or get shot or anything <laughs> like that, then he wouldn't have to deal with the consequences, consequences. of everything that Agreed. he went through. So mm-hmm. I feel that him living and having to deal with that guilt and assert himself in this new fashion and become his father, who he at this point in time claimed that he hated because mm-hmm. of all these things and all this con- conflict, mm-hmm. he had to live. Yeah, so I was going to say that um, my heart dropped when when a couple of moments when Ghost was running up and he heard the gunshot mm-hmm. and then when Tasha didn't know which which, you know, building he was in or which um, apartment he was in and she saw the flash. Now, that was just her moment by moment. That It wasn't two gunshots. It no, was there just... Was there was two gunshots. Two gunshots. Okay. So, um, there was... I think I counted three. So there was there was the one that ghost hurt, and then there was a two because you saw the the, 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 flash. the flash twice, yeah. which would then go explain why there was a bullet in, in the, the wall. wall. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I was so was mad just, at Angela. For Shut real. up. Wait, <laughs> Shut up. Let's be quiet. Let's, help. let's, let's <laughs> talk about that really quick. Um, but I'm saying, as a, as a parent, mm. you know, what is your... What are you thinking, knowing that your son is in here? You mm. saw him go up that elevator, knowing what he's come to do, and then not knowing, mm. not getting to him in time. So mm-hmm. your, your heart must drop. But I, I really felt for them as a parent myself. But what... Is that all about? Let's break down Angela. What is that all about? Because on one hand, she wants to help and she's feeling conflicted. But at this, on the other hand, she has this new position, right? Career yeah. goals, yeah. yeah. Be- because, because she already knows what's going on. And then you have Cooper Sachs, who also put it in there that 
I'm from Connecticut, but yeah. if someone killed my <laughs> daughter, second time in the episode yeah. Yeah. that that I was would, brought up, I, I would I would definitely think that Ghost has something to do with this. So because of her 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 smart uh, way of how she is as a lawyer and how she always wants to find truth, that Courtney says mm-hmm. truth, <laughs> yeah. you know, it's just in her nature to want to investigate. She already went to Ray Ray. She already questioned him mm-hmm. uh, to find out what was going on. So it's just it's just in her. It's just in her lawyer, her FBI type nature to to do what she does. What do you think? Yeah, no, I think that. Um, listen, she would be stupid and crazy to think that Jamie didn't have something to do with this. Yeah. I think everything indicates that she, that he would, and she she knows the consequences of that, and she did everything that she could to prevent it from happening. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, I think she got into that scene, and there's a moment when you see the bullet hole, and you're like, shit, I know, I know yeah. what this is, and yeah. there's you know. Thing, we say things sometimes that we don't always necessarily want to say or wouldn't have said if we'd thought them out, but also we can't help ourselves. <clears throat> right. Hmm. So once once Tasha, Tommy, and Ghost are up there, they know that Tariq, you know, you know, killed Ray Ray. So Tommy and Ghost do what they do. Take care of the body. They take care of the body. They take the bullets. And then yeah. Tasha says, take off your sweatshirt. She, th- yeah. Listen, yeah. this is my favorite Tasha moment <laughs> of all time. Period. Mm-hmm. She she's showing you yeah. who she really is. Yeah, yeah. She's showing you all the trouble she's gotten Ghost out of, all the trouble she's gotten Tommy off scene, okay, from back in the day. She's showing you how she really does it. She played that moment from that point when she said, take off your shirt and let's go. She played I, I, it was my favorite Tasha moment, um, that entire scene. I just loved it. My, my favorite... Oh, my, go ahead. No, I was just going to say, my concerns were her confessing and there's no body there. Just kind of looking ahead. Hold on, hold on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hold on. Yeah. So, okay. continuing to what you're saying about how this is your, your favorite moment. So, Tasha's like, we got to get out of here. And what I like about the about the Tommy Tasha ghosts, you know, there are threesome. They all everybody plays they, their role. Every, everybody, everybody plays their, everybody plays their role. And now that Tyreek is involved, mm-hmm. when we go to to um, when we go to the house, Tasha walks him. They go to the elevator. Tariq says, "Where are we going?" She presses down B. She tells him to take his shirt off. She says, um, "She says." Get off the elevator. We're going straight. Get off the elevator. When they're downstairs and she and she burns the shirt, sure, yep. she says, "You go straight to my bathroom." She says, "Don't talk to anyone." When they go into the house, Keisha's looking because Keisha's been lurking the whole time. We mm-hmm. we hadn't really talked about Keisha, but she's been lurking. She tells Tariq, "Take off, uh, take off the rest of your clothes. You put them in a trash bag. Don't you touch anything. You hear me?" <laughs> and then. We see the silhouette shot of Tariq in the mirror, which I thought he looked exactly like Ghost, and you guys did that on purpose. Yeah, Yeah. brilliant shot. And then um, he looks at the photos with he and his sister. Then Tasha says, you're going to wash your hands better than you've ever washed them uh, before. Go under daddy's sink and make sure you scrub your nails with a toothbrush. Did you notice how many toothbrushes were in that? There was a few of them. You're going to wash mm-hmm. your nails with toothbrush and hydrogen, hydrogen peroxide. Mm-hmm. Then you're going to get in the shower. Don't come out until you scrub your hair and wash every inch of your, um, of, of, uh, inch of your body twice. Don't stop until you wash every bit of this day down the drain. What, that what I, is how you get away with murder. What I like about that and my perspective, uh, my perspective changed about Tasha because um, I think that... Hold on, where's my notes? Okay. Best businesses have the best system. 
Mm. You may not think McDonald's is the best hamburger, but McDonald's is the as best fast as the best fast food corporation because they have the best system. It doesn't have to be the best product, but they have the tightest system. Mm-hmm. And so when it comes to um, Tasha, Tommy, and Ghost, I have to take back what I said during season one. Tasha said, you are the best goddamn drug dealer and blah, 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 blah. Mm-hmm. The three of them have a system, which is why they have been able to be successful at what they've done for so long. And because this system is so brilliant, the way Tasha went in there and told him everything of what to do, you know, the three of them, you know, they're perfect for each other. And I also think that Ghost and Tasha are perfect for each other. And I think that they are going to get back together. Mm, Okay. I just, for me, that scene was everything for me because it it, it displayed, it it displayed this is why we the shit. Yeah, yes. and and just to even go back a little bit further, when uh, Tommy called Tasha on the phone mm-hmm. and said, we found out who killed Rena, and she was just like, all right, like, I got it. Keisha's going to watch the kids. I'll be, you know, I'll be right there. Mm-hmm. And then he, you know, calmed her down and told her to hold down Tariq or whatever. But he was also like, come up with some alibis. We're going to need it. But it just... It, I don't know. Is of course we're talking about corrupt. Of course we're talking about like corruption and drugs and, and killing and all that stuff. But the idea of like family is always there. You mm-hmm. know, it's always there. And I think that that's why so many people feel like in love with this team and this unity that they all have. It's just because no matter what, they're always they they have each other's back. And so that was very clear. Mm-hmm. And in that moment where Tommy and um, Ghost are doing what they got to do. They roll up the body in that carpet. Like, yep. they're doing exactly what they know to do. And um, and Tasha, she didn't even need to say anything to them. It was like, everybody play your part. Your part. And, yeah, and I, I just love the way that she went to work for her son. It was no emotion in that. It was like, listen, this is business. Mm-hmm. I know how this works, and do what I say. Okay, so now, because we only have 27 more minutes, and there's other things that we need to talk about. So, going back just a little bit, when we uh, when we discussed how Tasha uh, went, went to to, uh, went to um, went to Terry Silver regarding how she's basically confessing to Terry and how she's going to need the lawyer because Tariq used her gun. So she, I'm thinking that Tasha is 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 taking two steps forward, thinking, right. well, yeah. in case this happens to come back to hunt me. Tariq is not going to take the fall for this. Right. So therefore, I think it's twofold. I'm a, yeah. It's I'm that. Put it on me. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to put it because, on me as yeah. a distraught mother. And also, she went to Angela. Yeah. You, you mm. know, and we but, know Angela can yeah. be tricky. You don't know which side of the fence. But, and Angela knew the location. Yeah. And there's a murder at yeah. that location. But so. at the same time, they didn't know that the bullet was. As far as Tasha is concerned, their there's system, no there. everything yeah. is clean. So you kind of wonder. Why she did why, it? Why? Why does she have to do it? Why? Did, why I, did she go I to think Terry? that it's Silver. because I believe in my heart yeah. because she went to Angela and there's no. She knows how Angela is. There happens to be a murder at this location of this cricket cop. Angela, not that she knows that was kind of already on the case. You knew Tyreek was going there. Yeah. I mean, it's not a far stretch. Yeah. And if well, if if um if uh, Ray Ray's wired. It won't even matter. <laughs> Do you have a push? Yeah, I just think bottom line in this one is very simple. Tasha is in protective mode. She's a mother, and she is not going to let this come back on Tariq. Mm-hmm. That's and how that's all I took she's it thinking. As, yeah. And so, yeah. and so, do you think at that at that point, Tasha 
dropped all her feelings for Terry and was like, up, oh, I need to use this dude and I need to do I need to do what I need to do because he he said he the he said something like um I can't be your your lover or or something I can your either lawyer. be your lawyer yeah. or your and or your she lover. chose lawyer. So lawyer. what does that mean? What does that say? Boy, it's about her child. Your I mean, position. Yeah, that's you all. know, the lover part can come into play yeah. later as your lawyer. I think right now the immediate attention and what we need to focus on is I have this legal situation. I, I don't think that it's a matter of I can manipulate him. I think it's let me protect my child. He's already here in the fold. So and, uh, Tasha's the MVP <laughs> of this episode. Listen, like who? What mother? I know for a fact. You better take. I'm. I need a lawyer, please, because my baby is not about to get caught up in this. Mm. And I know for a fact, like she was just so. Um, we we wanted her to leave Silver alone, right? Mm. Now, I mean, is he a great attorney? Sure, absolutely. So that is her best move. Who would say? Who would advise her to take him on as a lover rather than a lawyer and go find somebody else? We can't depend <clears> on Proctor. <throat> you know, right. I mean, right. come on. So I mean, that was just the the smartest, best move that she could make. So mm. even in being distraught, I think that she just played this role so uh, so well this episode. Mm. I just want to say, I think Silver, uh, as DJ Khaled would say, he played himself big time. Because I think... I agree. I think he thinks he's m- m- more important than what's going around Tasha's actual life. It wasn't mm-hmm. until that point where she said, lawyer, that he now knows where he stands with her. I agree. Well, I don't know that he thinks he's more important. That could be, but I think of it more as he just can't relate. He's not a parent, you right. know, so you, yeah, you want to say, I'm so sorry for your loss because you really feel that way, but you have no idea you what's going on in this woman's it. life. So in his mind, the way that I think of it, he's probably like, we can solve all of this with our love. <laughs> you know? And it's like, that's not the case. She's in here like, this is really real life for her. So yeah. um, so now let's go to Angela and the task force, and then we'll go to Tommy, and then we go with some questions. So Angela has a new team meeting with um, with, with her new team, um, who Tamika and her have handpicked the team. So they talk about how they want all this dedication and professionalism and how things are going to be different under her leadership. Um, and to leave Ghost alone. And, to, and, and, right. and St. Patrick is done. What was it that, going back in episode nine, what was it that Angela told Tamika to change her mind to get that position? Because I don't think she should have got the position. Yeah, so uh, when Mock came to Angela's apartment when mm-hmm. Paz was there in that scene, he laid out a case for why he wanted Angela as his number two, why she would be a benefit. Mm-hmm. And what we didn't see on screen is Angela went to Tamika and laid out the exact same case for why she should be the head of criminal. Gotcha. So that, you know, okay. her, her value okay. is that she knows everything and she is, a, you know, a face of justice. And mm-hmm. if, if she's on the other side, she knows all the secrets. That is gotcha. so fantastic to know. So it was, it was, it was just, the scene was cut out. Yeah. Oh, okay. Okay. That's good to know. Okay. So then, so she starts talking about this new case about how, um, last night at the house at the Suffolk County was raided after neighbors made a complaint. 86 keys of, key, uh, of cocaine was discovered along with enough weapons to equip the small army. So then John Muck looks at the photo and he goes, we've been watching this sale for months. This is my case. Mm-hmm. She says, mm-hmm. and maybe I'll assign it to you, John. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so then Cooper comes in and, and, and gives the news about what's going on. But what is your take on on where this storyline is going for season five? I think it's very interesting because, um, again, you know, we, we say this all the time. Like, you don't ever, like, they never show something for no reason. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, it's always going to come up somehow, some way. And then the fact that the Jimenez siblings... Mm-hmm. Um, are now being brought into this because of a um, a house or a, a house call or 
a disturbance. What was it? The um, the um, neighbors made a complaint. A complaint. So we know that the flashy gun is the the gun of the the brother. Right? Diego Jimenez. Mm-hmm. The Diego, gold gun. Yes. yes okay. The gold gun. So this is how they're being brought in. So now Spotlight is going to go on that. Mm-hmm. And so I just think that um, genius, how you're going to tie everything all in together. I don't know where it's going to go. I have no predictions as to where it's going to go. But I just think it's pretty smart. Um, For me, I just thought it was a very real moment as a woman, as Angela being one of the few women in that room, especially a minority woman, where she automatically was even in that moment looked at as sort of, well, yeah, okay, Angela, we know you're corrupt. We know you're going to do some off-the-wall stuff, whereas if it had been a man or, you know, even a man that was still in the position when all of these things were happening as the head, he sort of managed to skirt the blame because mm-hmm. uh, because he's a man and he right. wasn't directly involved. So I thought that, I think that's also an interesting dynamic for Angela because she is a woman and I think that that plays a role into how they treat her as well. So mm-hmm. Just to be clear, did Angela take the position of Sandoval? Is that that position? Yes. Is, mm-hmm. Okay, that exact yeah, position. Okay. Now... Now that she's got some more clout, do you think that Angela's going to use some of this clout to um, help out where we think this is going to go? I believe so. Yes. It depends on on how she acquires the information. I think Angela's sort of, I think that she has morally an idea of what she believes justice is, but just as sort of with life, that can slide or bend depending upon how it directly impacts her or how she feels the person that is thereafter, whether they deserve it in this instance or not. Right, and so, Bam, to answer your question um, as to what... The so now we know that they're onto the Jimenez siblings, right? Mm-hmm. And we know that Dre is attached to that, and with Dre, we know that Tommy is attached to that, and with Tommy, we know that go- it's like a trail, yeah, right? Yeah. So um, it's 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 inevitable that they will find some sort of ties with the Jimenez siblings and Ghost and all of them. The people who mm-hmm. she wants to be furthest away are going to be closest, right? Uh-huh. So will she use some of her clout to kind of help out with that situation? I'm just going to look at you. Just gonna look at me until mm-hmm. I give you something. Um, I will always tell you this: something that we've talked about a lot in the writers' room this season, as we're preparing for season five, is the difference between people um, who they think they are and who they actually are. And so that's something we're gonna. I think that's really relevant to Angela's character, right? Yes. She has a morality, Definitely. and she thinks her, her compass is pointing a certain way, but a lot of her actions have indicated otherwise in the past. And Definitely. so that's something we're gonna play with going forward. That I think um, I'm not gonna say where it's gonna land. I honestly mm-hmm. can't even tell you exactly where it's gonna land yet because I'm not done writing <laughs> everything, but. Um, yeah. <laughs> I think the teenage love affair thing, it's still there just based on the uh, scene at the uh, banquet, you know. They you know, they looked at each other quick and mm-hmm. you sense something was there, you know. Sure. Obviously, you know, it was a the, the teenage first time. The teenage love is there, but after watching the parts of Tasha that I thought was very strong as far as the system and things, Tasha and Ghost are better equipped for a marriage. Um, there's just things that Tasha can do that Angie can't do. Like, yeah, mm-hmm. they have this whole teenage... Can y'all believe I'm saying this? But <laughs> there's so many things that, that Tasha is more equipped to do. I mean, Ghost loves family. He loves to eat. Can, can Angie even cook? Can she even cut a chicken? There are just so many. Listen, Postmates works no, everywhere. But he he can is do blue apron. No, but he, he is accustomed to family lifestyle. Right. Coming home, the dinner. There's just he things, didn't care about that anymore. No, but well, now but, but now that Tasha understands wanting to go clean. Now that she wants to go clean with uh when um 
with with uh, with with Keisha and Hirshak. Like I think Tasha gets it now. Tasha gets wanting why Ghost wanted to go clean, and because she gets and she understands, I think she's going to support her man. And I think that. Mm. Well, hold on, wait, 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 Ghost and Angela fan, mm-hmm. and now I'm not. I, okay. I totally want and believe that Ghost and Tasha will get back together. That's the hope. That's the mm-hmm. prayer. Mm-hmm. Um, because I agree. But mm-hmm. when Ghost looked at the flyer of Man of the Year mm-hmm. and he crumpled, crumpled it, it up, mm-hmm. that means is James he is saying gone. James this is Patrick no longer is, yeah. our life? That's and what I felt. Full time now. Yeah. 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 So is this now? Uh, and then, and then going back to the car scene where Tasha and Ghost are talking, and she says, "You brought us back into this life, right?" Yeah. So to me, that says we're back in this life. Yeah. So I'm just saying. With yeah. that being said, the two of them now are back on like one accord as yeah. to what has to happen from here. Okay, I just had to say, uh, and I said this last episode too. The whole idea of Tasha plotting a whole nother life behind Ghost's back. I think she still got that in her some way. I don't know how it's going to play out, but I still think she wants to go out on her own. Okay. I just don't think that... I think it will be really hard for them to come back together on as far as their relationship, the intimacy after losing a child and the betrayal. that Because it's all going to come back to mm-hmm. this all happened ultimately because you left our family to be with her. And I, 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 I think that we can debate that. She left because, because she wasn't supporting him. Yeah, because she wasn't and, supporting him the first but place. Ulti- but ultimately, I feel that that will be the roadblock to them really getting back you together. You know, it's kind of like we break up to make Me, up. Uh, you know man. what I'm saying? Kind of like that. I mean, you know those moments where you go through like a, a lot of hard times and then something has to bring you back together? Couldn't it be this? Mm-hmm. Couldn't it be? I um, mean... It be. <laughs> we, we, can, we can debate this later. Um, <laughs> but... Now, so going back to Alicia and Jimenez, um, she clearly runs the show because they're not allowed to do anything without without her permission, yeah. um, which I thought was cool. I like and, all the women bosses. And so, uh, just really quickly, so Dre has the he has the the, 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 the squad meeting, the there, new the team, and and um, Tommy goes and meets with Father Callahan, yep, Callahan. Callahan, Callahan, and tells him what's been going on. He goes to Tommy and uh, to to Dre and was like, I, I don't want this. Dre stabs him. He's dead. I knew he was going to be. I knew he was dead because he, Tommy been, confessed to him. He's but been, I, I called his death because he's been getting more scenes. He's been getting more <laughs> actors. The and more so, scenes, the just, faster you leave. And I just felt. I just felt like you guys were setting us up for murder. That's just what I think. But so <laughs> let's have the final discussion where um, Alicia and them call a meeting mm-hmm. uh, and says, "Listen, this killing has got to stop." Then. Tommy Ghost are in the car, and they see all these people coming out, and they're like, "Oh shit! Like we right. we we need a we need we, we need, need more man back. We need right. more man power. Right. 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 Well, look, before we get to that really iconic scene, because mm-hmm. that was an iconic scene right there. Mm-hmm. Um, the fact that Dre is having this meeting, right, mm-hmm. and he's such a ghost. Like he was playing Ghost it. right there. Mm-hmm. Like that's yeah. how Ghost used to be. But he is the most unliked character. Of all time right now. Yeah, I yeah. really because dislike his loyalty character. to More nobody. Yeah, d- definitely. I don't understand why he's still alive. I felt like Tommy gave him way too many chances. And, um, but, listen. They need a fuck. I have my own theory as to why Dre hasn't died yet. But I'm letting you know right now. 
if Dre does not die in season five where he has <laughs> Tommy, <laughs> Ghost, Kanan, and, right. and Tasha, and then let's Tariq. Be, uh, Tariq, and then let's be real. People like the Jimenez, they they don't they can the, kill yeah. you. They don't just, play. They yeah, can kill you right. If if I'm telling you, if if Dre stays alive past <laughs> season five, like he needs to be dead because normally around the fifth or sixth episode, the big death happens. Uh-huh. Last year it was Holly. This year was Julio and six other deaths. Dre has to die, or I'm like coming to New York and I'm gonna make five. a scene. Okay. <laughs> Hold you to that. Take him out. Um, I just wanted to say on that particular scene, did you guys notice how Dre put himself on that pedestal? He Absolutely. said, "Look, they're not gonna do anything without my say." Yeah. And I know a few of them felt some type of way because they like looked at each each other so I don't know if that was a little foreshadowing of I don't know something might maybe turning against him or something like that. You see his ego building up. I mean you know that he's headed for some type of fall because he's managed to skirt everything and just kind of collect and rise and play all sides against each other so. Yeah you know totally pride comes before the fall right? Right. But you know the thing that and I, I do understand the logistics of the seasons having been like this. You know, I know that they're one Courtney and everyone else wanted to be, uh, be another another episode at least, so we had to cram them in. But it felt like Dre went from zero to a hundred as far as his power is concerned, or at least in his own mind. Is yeah. that is that how you how you absolutely? I mean, this is a very ambitious character, and he's someone who has had a lot of luck, and he's also been you know preparing and maneuvering for that. So he's taken advantage of every opportunity that's come his way. Mm-hmm. Um, but also that his inexperience is going to catch up with him at some point. Yeah. I think mm-hmm. I think it's inevitable. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Anything else uh, we need to discuss with Dre before we go into the final scene, the the cliffhanger? Anything Dre else? Die. Um, Dre so go. we see Tommy and Ghost in the bright blue Mustang and they're talking about how they need more manpower yeah. Tommy says hey you know I got my new family and then that we go into a wide screenshot where Ghost is in the uh, where Kanan is in the back did anyone see this and anyone predict this what were yeah. your thoughts yeah yeah. yeah the scene prior yeah. to that of them was but, uh, yeah the but, phone call, yeah, the phone yes, call. but prior to the finale did anyone foresee Ghost and the yeah. three of them getting back. Yeah. You know what I was saying is that, um, and I don't remember what season it was. We by now we've done a lot of these episodes, yeah. but um, I think either season one or two. I called the three of them being back together, mm. so I knew at some point it was inevitable because you have these three kings, right? Mm. You know, and yes, some things happen, but the way that they even describe their in their storytelling is like they were like a family, you know, and so it's like that's what happens to families. Yes, there's a lot of uh, drama and things that happen, but you ultimately come back together for the greater good. And to me, this is the greater good. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I agree with that. Um, I expected <clears throat> it. I looked forward to it because I want to see them. Each has their own area sort of, of expertise or strength that you can see play off of each other and the dynamics that come into play. And I also think that it's going to be interesting because um, as we, you know, um, Kanan mentioned mm-hmm. couples counseling. I think there's also <laughs> going to be a dynamic of not jealousy, but for lack of a better term, mm-hmm. jealousy, almost a lover's triangle because who's getting, who's siding with who more so, trust issues. So I'm looking forward to that playing out. And then Petty Pablo wants to also add that uh-huh. because I had threw in the fact that Tasha uh, smashed with Kanan some years ago, which is why she said he needs to, he I need to kill him. him. You got, you, that ghost should have killed him 10 years ago. <laughs> when Tasha finds out that Kanan is in the picture, I wonder how she's going to respond to this because like I've always said, I think that 
I, I think that Tommy, Tasha, and Ghost, they can't exist without each other. Mm -hmm. And I think that that if one if one goes, like Ghost needs Ghost always needs two people with him that he can trust. Tommy always has trust issues and, and Tasha and Tommy are the one that that they, you know that they need each other. I feel like Tasha really is the only one out of all of them who can really run a full drug cartel. But the only problem is she messy. No, she 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 needs muscle. She needs a man. She like she's too like she's she a mom and she's mm -hmm. too dependent on. Bullet. Mm. That's the only problem. That's the only problem. So I don't three, think she's so, defending. She needs the muscle. She's not there to get her hands dirty and to be in the streets and doing right. all of that. She's there to make sure the money's clean so that they can set up this other side with the business. But the I don't think it's a. But the three of them, the three of them can't exist without each other. And now with Kanan into the picture, I feel like that's going to uh, to be an issue at some point. Yeah, and I think the issue. Oh, I hate to say this. I, I just, I really. It pains me to say this, but I feel like because Kanan is there now, it opens it up for Ghost or Tommy to get killed. Mm -hmm. Like mm -hmm. I said, it's I read true, that anybody yeah. can it's get true. it. It's and somebody's you know, downfall. And you know I'm good. I One love of the it. major I players. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I hate the... I literally yeah. hate... Like, I'm getting mad because <laughs> but I just... I feel like... Because it's not about feelings. This is about what what real life would be like on the streets of New York. Like what would really happen? I say I say Robin, I say let it be ghost. I say let it be Who ghost. Who would you be most most disappointed with? Um, with leaving. Gosh, I can't. Why would you have to say that, Jimmy? I don't know. Um, I don't know. I don't want to answer. I don't know. I have a couple questions. Um, what has been for you guys the biggest shocker or reveal for season four? Um, I feel like maybe <laughs> so either Raina dying or the way that Julio died mm -hmm. because you kind of set it up and prep you know you mm -hmm. started foreshadowing earlier I think Julio's gonna die mm -hmm. and yeah. it's like yeah you're, you're kind of right but the way how he went out it was so violent mm -hmm. and just kind of left of center that was a shocker to me well you know what part of the problem is we watch this show to depict the show right we don't watch it just to watch just it so watch we're it. always talking about you know we're doing predictions in our minds and things like that so there's always um predictions and thoughts on who's gonna go what's gonna happen but yeah some of the shockers are you know we don't know how the show is gonna play out so um even though we may not be surprised how mm. it happens is still kind of shocking yeah th those are good um but Silver and Tasha, I just did not see that. Mm -hmm. I didn't see that coming, not a mile away. I just yeah. didn't see yeah, that. Yeah, I um I was happy to see the loyalty within the brothers. We saw in season three, they were all ready to kill each other. And then that flipped the script in season four to them now all working together to get this one goal. I thought that was dope. It just reminded me of me and... My boys. None of us tried to kill each other, but whenever right. we fight, we always end up back together at yeah. some point. So um, I, we'll I would say, I guess, the Tasha Silver thing. I can't, I don't know. Uh, favorite scene of the season? <sighs> wow. And do you have a favorite scene? Do you want to? Oh, favorite scene of the season. I thought Raina's death was beautiful, frankly. Mm -hmm. And How could you? I know. I thought it was so beautiful. <laughs> and, uh, you know, I hope surprising. Um, and in episode 410, um, 
one of my, a couple of my favorite scenes were uh, Tasha and Angela together. I just think that those actresses were so brilliant in that scene for me, and I loved seeing those characters for the first time ever working on the same side of something. It it opened my brain up to a whole new direction that we could take things. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, Tom, there was a scene with Tommy and Destiny that we didn't talk about, mm-hmm. and where he got the information about where yeah. Randy was oh, staying. Yeah, right. That is one of my favorite scenes. The actress that plays that role, uh, Andrea yeah. Rachel Parker, is phenomenal. Mm-hmm. I'm really a big fan of hers, and I think that we really got to see when Tommy didn't kill her in that scene that uh, Raina's death has affected him in that scene. And it's for every character that's the case. It's going to change something for every single character, and that was like a very clear example of it. Um, so I really like the power of that. Favorite storyline, anyone? Favorite storyline? Um, I'm sort of, intri- I'm intrigued by it. I wouldn't say, I don't know if I have a favorite. It's hard to pin down one of those. But how Therese was brought in and how that is going to affect the bigger picture mm-hmm. of their business and their relationships. Because Tommy, for so long, has been on the outside just sort of siphoning off the extra sort of, you know, peripherals of Ghost's family. And now... He's very much dialed into the fact that he has this whole other side of his family, so exploring that and what that means to him and how that kind of could set up. I'm going to have to go with Tariq. Yeah. And even though here. we talk so much stuff about it, bad and good, but I feel like um, he was a representation of any young black man. Whenever they get, they start to go down this path, you can make decisions to switch up that path, but he kept making wrong ones and he ultimately turned into a killer which you don't want to become at the end of the day but to be able to put that on the big screen hopefully it affected some kids out there Uh, so pertaining to that do you feel like Tariq is now going to go down that path is or is he going to join his his um, family in the life or Mm -hmm. is he going to get his his act together I think he is down the path he is the next blood in blood out next old dog Um, (laughs) it's yeah um, did I say what was that favorite storyline or scene? What a uh, storyline. Story uh, so, what's your least favorite uh, reveal? My fa- my least favorite reveal was Teresi. I felt um, that it was predictable. We, it was too predictable, and that's unpower like. Like we knew that that was going to be Tommy's dad, probably episode two or three, and it was unpower like. So, therefore, I just didn't like the storyline at all. Um, for me, I would have to say. Um, where it was revealed that Kanan was Kanan, you know, when they were sitting there. And um, that was sort of like, huh, okay. You know, well, that's just my opinion. And I'm going to go right off that because that scene, it showed Kanan and showed emotion. And up until then, we hadn't seen much of that. Mm -hmm. And then he's like, yeah, I'm a a no good, blah, 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 blah. I liked the, also the development of Kanan's character. Mm-hmm. I really do because we knew him to be this monstrous right. type guy. Yeah, you know, exactly. everybody kept talking about him like that, and then all of a sudden, yo, he's got a heart and he's kind of funny, and mm-hmm. you know what I mean. And now he's again getting in this for the greater good. I like the way his character has grown. Final one, favorite, because this is power and people die. Do you guys have a favorite death of all of power? Yeah, of of the season. Oh, of the season. Oh, but a favorite death. Woo. The way, uh, I, you know, the, Julio died. You know, Julio um, and 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 Marshall. Mm. Woo. That was way. Oh, that was yeah. like oh, crazy. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it was oh, yeah. so gruesome, but it was so good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> it was good. Do you guys write? This is exactly how it's gonna happen. Um, 
to a degree. You know, uh, the Julio one, very specifically, we had the tattoo getting cut out of his neck. That was very intentional. Um, the Marshall Williams one, uh, I think it was choreographed a little bit in the script, but that was just, you know, we have stuntmen and we have choreographers that put it all together that took it to a complete another level. Okay. Yeah. Final question for Monica. Everyone, one each. Oh, God. Go ahead, Bam. Um, <laughs> my question is, um, I know you can't answer, but uh, Will, what's what's the, the, the writer's room discussion about Proctor? Will he die? Uh, will we find out about the, the laptop that's in the P.O. box? What's in development thus far that you can tell us? Um, I can tell you that we're talking about it. <laughs> um, we really love Jerry Ferrara. Mm-hmm. He's a, he's great in this role, and so we want to give him a lot of material this year. Okay. Um, so uh, we're, we are trying to find the most surprising yet inevitable way to craft his story, which is Courtney's philosophy about storytelling. Okay. Um, I just want to know if there's been any type of discussion of ideas past power, because we've been speaking on the on the panel maybe it'll come out to California now that they they got the West Coast uh, uh, connection and stuff so uh, just anything of that sort sure uh, personally I would love to see the, the world broaden I don't know that you know there's no formal conversations about that happening that I'm privy to Courtney is having a lot more conversations I don't know <laughs> about I'm sure um we have a recurring pitch in the room of a show called Power Afterlife, where all of the characters that have been killed come back to life, and we get, or not back to life, but we get to see them in the other world, which is a joke in our minds, of course. Right. But um, <laughs> we have had to kill off so many great actors on our show that we would love to see them all come back. So, yeah, not a, not a real idea out there, but it's something that we play with for sure. <laughs> Um, my question is just sort of for you personally. Um, you mentioned that you were previously kind of like on a family comedy, dramedy type of thing. How do you reach the dark parts of your mind to write about these sort of mob underworld type of thing that doesn't seem like something you'd be affiliated with at some point? Unless so, we just don't know about well, it. Well, right. You've only seen what I've shown you. Ghost story, but, you know, how do you reach those dark parts to put together sort of a criminal mastermind operation? Yeah, it's a great question. And, you know, Part of the answer is that we're all a team in the writer's room. So some of the stuff that I'm not as strong at necessarily, the the procedural elements of telling a law story or the the crime world, um, we have people that do know more about that, that can really contribute. And once we have broken the story, then it's about about character, right? So it's about getting into the authenticity of who the character is, and that's not something that I necessarily have to have murdered someone or, you know, been to jail to be able to access of, like, what it would be the truth for this person in this situation. So it's, you know, it harkens back to my experience working in family drama, and this show does have a family drama component if it's like it's all about um, you know feelings and thoughts and uh, my nickname in the writer's room is tears and hugs because that's <laughs> my preferences <laughs> um, but it's you know it's tapping into the authenticity of what the character might do in any given scene that is nice. really really yeah. cute and, uh, so maybe that answers my question uh-huh. which is uh, do you have do you all come with ideas of being like far-fetched with your storylines and then do you do you bring that to Courtney she's like no 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 reel it in and this is or or does it start with Courtney saying this is the way that I wanted to go and you guys have to write within those boundaries no we usually at the beginning of each season we start off coming in with kind of broad strokes blue sky ideas um, and we have we actually have a, a beam that sits in the middle of the writer's room um, and people pitch the craziest stuff just throughout the year mm-hmm. and the stuff that is the most far-fetched 
uh, we all laugh about it and applaud it, and then we write it on a note card and put it on the beam just to like, because it'll never be in the show. And um, you know, Kanan disguises himself as UPS driver or something. You know, something that's like really bizarre. Oh, um, we've only ever had one scene migrate from the beam to the series. It was uh, Heather Zolke, who is one of our co-EPs this year, writer. She pitched something in her first season on the show, which I think was season three. That went after Kanan was burnt, he rehabilitated himself um, using his hand for sexual acts, and um, it was a, not a joke pitch, but we. We all laughed about it, and actually, you will remember that was a yes. very, uh, a very Kanan iconic scene. scene. <laughs> yes, it was. Speaking nice. of speaking of Kanan, so what's the story with him uh, killing that grandmother and going into that apartment? Yes. Uh, what is the story? Well, that that apartment was Breeze's apartment, okay. um, which is why he had an attachment to being in that specific location. Okay. The grandma just happened to be the woman that was living there now. Okay. Uh, and the the story behind that, in a in a bigger sense, is that Fifty Cent really wanted to do something that was violent and uh, crazy that no one had ever seen on TV before. He loves to do big things as an actor. Um, and that was what Courtney's sick mind came up with. <laughs> Which, too, how much input does 50 have on the writing? Um, he's He doesn't sit in the writer's room with us on a day-to-day basis. He comes in a, a few times a season and we, you know, chat it up. Uh, he and Courtney talk on the phone a lot. Uh, they used to talk on the phone, I think, in the development in the first few seasons of the show much more. But um, they're a team in, in the way that they do things. So he has his specific experience experience and he's an amazing storyteller and then she takes what is useful from that okay. um, and then you know puts it into the context of our show nice yeah. nice. Oh, wow. yeah, nice well damn it's a wrap we are done that was great that was right. thank you guys. so much thank you for coming yes. thank you so much and congratulations to you um, I was just looking at your credits and so uh, you've been a, you were a script coordinator yes and then, so was this your first episode? Yep, this was my first ever produced episode of yeah. television. Amazing! Wow. Congratulations! Kudos. Yeah. Okay. Good job. Congratulations! Can you let everyone know um, if you have anything going on outside of Power, and then give us your social media? Yeah, handle? I don't. Power is my main focus right okay. now. We're working on season five. I um, I got promoted this year to story editor, which is the next Woo! level up. So I'm just spending all my days <laughs> in the writers' room there. Nice. Uh, and you can find me on social media at instagrace underscore la. Gotcha. Nice. Thank you. Well, um, you guys want to give any shout yeah. outs or anything? I mean, this is the last one. We'll see you in wow, 10 months. Yeah. No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, you guys can find me at Robin Ayers on all of my social media. I'm Jill Monroe. Follow me at Stiletto Jill. I love to talk sports, so hit me up. Football season starting soon. We can talk about that, maybe. Nice. <laughs> it's your boy, Jimmy V. Twitter and Instagram at Dad. I do update a blog weekly, com. Come visit my web. And you can follow me on all social media at Bam Erickson, as well as some other things in TV and film that will be coming out later this year, as well as uh, mid-2018. Nice. You can find me on all social media at Bam Erickson. And thank you again to everyone, whether if you watch us, if you listen to us, thank you so much from all around the world. Uh, we want to say thank you. We are uh, we're, we're honored that you guys, you know, take the time and, and, and hear what we have to say. And so we want to thank you guys, and we will see you guys again in June or July of 2018. Summer of 2018. Somewhere yeah. like that. But in the October. meantime, please feel free to give us five stars on YouTube. Um, or five stars? Like yeah, us. Five stars. Thumbs up. Thumbs on up on YouTube. YouTube. Five stars on iTunes. Yeah. Yep. And follow us on all our social media. Yes. And, oh, shoot. Um, I you forgot. But thank you. for. He'll write it on Twitter. Yeah. Thank you so much. <laughs> uh, oh. Thank you to um, thank you to our guest Monica, Monica Mitchell. Mitchell. Thank, thank you so much. Writer so of season four, episode ten. Thank with you, Courtney Monica. Kemp. Yes, <laughs> with Courtney Shout Kemp. out to Courtney. Shout, Shout out to Courtney. Thank you for Courtney. answering our questions. Thank you guys so much. Bye. See ya. <laughs>
from executive producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff. We would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other after shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you later. The views expressed herein are those of the host only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.